Hello and welcome back to the second episode of The Leftovers in our Romans 8 sermon series. Here I have Claire who shared Good morning. the second part of this sermon series with us, which were verses 5 to, to eight. 8 we have established. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to get straight into it because you came up with what you want to talk about, which is very much in line with what I was going to talk to you about, okay. is the practicalities. Now, we're going to assume you've listened to the sermon, the practicalities of um, setting your mind on the Spirit. Yes. Because it's all great to have this theoretical, set your mind on the Spirit, the things above, not on things of, of man, not on things of flesh. Great. What does that look like practically? And you fleshed out one way in particular, which yes. I think is very helpful, very practical, and we are strongly involved with as a church anyway. So um, how do we go from setting our minds on the things of the flesh and setting our minds on the things of the spirit? Okay, so we as a church strongly support CBR UK and they are the Centre for Bioethical Reform, which is involved in education displays on the streets, where we take pictures of live babies and pictures of aborted babies and we just challenge um, the general public to, to look at them and to say why is it okay to call one a choice um, and, and not protect a life. And so it was just an interesting weekend from many, many angles because everything kind of culminated yeah. on Saturday. We were out on Saturday. Yep, and out, CBR were out across the country, weren't they? Mm. Um, in five different cities in Scotland UK. and, and yes, in the UK. Um, and in Norwich, we had just a little bit of added intensity with a Pride March. Mm that was happening around us. They marched down one side of us and then up the other side. Quite literally surrounded. Yes. Yeah. Um, for at least an hour, they were coming down yeah. one side and up the other side, weren't they? As we stood there, along with um, another church who were there worshipping beside us and then another organisation, Tough Talk, who were there mm. um, evangelising on the streets of Norwich. How great were they, by the way? They were fabulous, they were so weren't cool. they? They brought out a um, a a log, a half a tree, essentially, to challenge people to lift. And amazingly, even the protesters blocked that because they're against. They were against log lifting. Anything. Yeah. Apart from them. Yeah, which is a shame because there were some good conversations, weren't there? Yes. Especially um, at one point, Dave was given the the Bluetooth wireless mic, which I thought was very brave. Um, of the owners of the mic, <laughs> not of Dave. Um, but yeah, there were some great questions, great conversations. None of the answers were accepted, really, by those asking the questions. No. But yeah, it was a interesting day. So yeah, sorry, carry on. So from that point of view, just the whole, um, the difference between people who set their minds on the flesh mm. versus people who've set their mind on the spirit was sort of almost magnified right there on the streets in front of us um, working with 
fantastic men and women of God who were there because they believed God was challenging them to stand for his kingdom in the midst of darkness, whereas the people who were coming past us and yelling and shouting and challenging everything, totally um, working for the the um, things, the, the spirit of flesh, the, it, set their minds on the flesh. It was tangible, wasn't it? It the really difference. was. I, I spoke to this one chap who at that that point wasn't wasn't a believer and he pointed out well after a conversation he he saw that they are very religious but their god is themselves yeah whereas we were doing something kind kind of alongside a uh, 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 out on the streets saying something publicly that others don't agree with essentially um but we, however, are not doing it for ourselves. We're putting ourselves at risk rather than glorifying ourselves. Yes. Is, is, it was very clear, very clear to see. And, and it was a huge challenge for me. So the week leading up, praying and um, just taking some time to fast and, and ask for wisdom because you don't want to walk into the middle of like Satan's back garden without knowing that God sent you there, knowing that this is what the Spirit wants you to do. Mm. Um, so asking for wisdom about the upcoming um, weekend and what was going to take place, um, just felt that there was a real challenge to, w are we willing to be obedient to what the Spirit is asking of us? Um, and if we are, then there's nowhere else to be apart from to stand um, for the kingdom of God publicly. So I felt very challenged. It was, for me, it was a real call to holiness, a call to um, setting my mind on the things of the spirit. And, and also, interestingly, it was a call to not being afraid of man. Mm, yeah. It was a real challenge. You know, holiness w that we always say is the fear of the Lord. Well, it was a real challenge for me last weekend to be more, to stand more in the fear of the Lord than the fear of man. Because mm. in the natural, everything within me would be like, that's the last place on earth I want to be. Yeah. Um, whilst the Pride March is going on declaring the kingdom of God. But when you set your mind on the things of the spirit, you just know in your heart that there's nowhere else you can be. Your priorities change, don't you? Yes. Because we, we have a family member visiting this weekend, don't we? Yes. And for all intents and purposes, you may have seen him for... I didn't see him at all on... Well, actually, no, an hour on Saturday I saw him. As opposed to, you know, what we'd usually do, spend, spend the, day, the day, walk around the city, go get coffee. Yeah, so it would be it, very chilled. It is priorities and, and what is your highest calling? Is it your personal preference or is it taking up your cross and being sacrificial with your time? So how did you find um, having to make that choice? Mm. This, is, this is the one that, that, that Dave said, if, this is what, if, if there's one to sit out, it's this one. I was like, oh, Dave, why did he say that? Um, but surprisingly, during the week, I was feeling rather at peace with it. Um, if anything, I was more going because Beth was going. And if I didn't go and anything happened to Beth, I would not hate myself, but I'd feel but very you'd guilty. you'd feel challenged, wouldn't you, that you should have been there with yeah, her? Yeah, at least yes. 
for Beth's sake, what was a strong kind of incentive to go. But in the end, it was such a testimony of what God can do when we step out of our comfort zone, don't do what we prefer. And like you said, set your mind on the things of the spirit and do what you believe the spirit is calling you to do and take a stand for the weak, take a stand for God's kingdom, preach the gospel in the darkest place in Norwich on that day, without a doubt. Yes. It was it was a powerful time. And 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 to me it was it was so interesting just how it was such a visual kind of um take on so I'd been studying this passage all week, going through different commentaries, looking at what different people had said about it, but actually being out on the streets on Saturday just emphasized everything and it was such a visual demonstration of what Paul was talking about in these verses I mean you could see these people walking past and you could see the sort of you know they'd harden their hearts they wouldn't hear any other just a core group wasn't it that had done that the people on the periphery that was were more open to hearing what was being said. They were more open to thinking and, you know, at least engaging in the conversation. That's that was a whole different group. But the group in the middle, that w- they had hardened their hearts, hadn't yeah. they? I mean, just you could see it in their faces. You know, when you talk about, okay, so one of the verses. Um, I think it's it's verse six that says um, to set your mind on the things of the flesh is death. Mm. And we looked at that on Sunday. We looked at how it's it's not you will die. It is death. And um, you could see it in their eyes, couldn't you? They had they they lost something on the inside. Yeah, there's there's no higher aspect of what they were arguing for. And I think they realized that um, I had some, actually, no, I think they did have a higher, higher goal. I had an interesting interaction with one of them just before they left. I I had a media badge on, I was walking around my, my camera setup and one of them asked, what is this going to be used for? And I was like, oh, security reasons, social media, et cetera. And she's like, okay, great. And walked away. I'm like, (laughs) okay. And the amount of times I saw, we had people blocking the banners amount of time I saw people go up, take a photo of the person blocking the banger, the banger, the banner, and that that person would look straight at camera as if this was all a social media stunt. I mean, basically every time someone took a photo. It's all virtual signaling at that point. They're doing it for their own purpose mm-hmm. and to look good. Now, where did I get... Yes, uh, one th- one thing I want to go to in your notes, you, you've got Spirit Church community. And I think that day we saw two stark different communities. We saw one that was all self-absorbed, self-focused, and another one that was united in a cause outside of themselves, all doing different things. Yes. But still in perfect unity, in oneness, working for the kingdom. And I think that was a beautiful thing to see. We haven't really seen that in in th- that close proximity at least we've been out on the street the radical before but in different areas of the city yes particularly on that halloween time people handing out flyers up by st peter mancroft then radical down the road 
but this time we were really shoulder to shoulder and I think the community aspect there was was clear to see it was and for, for me having done displays now for over a year a bit about longer two about two years um having that worship there just changed the atmosphere yeah. and even in the middle of um a pride march with all that was going on the hostility that was around there i felt so so um romans 8 talks about those that set their minds of the spirit will find life and peace yes. and for me that was evident then just and i think even beth and i testified on sunday morning didn't we that the peace i had not expected to be that calm in the middle of it i thought i thought i would stand there and i thought i would i would face whatever came at me but i did not expect to feel that calm about it and so for me that was just such a demonstration of the truth that is in this passage um that the the peace um the life and the peace when we submit ourselves to what the spirit is asking of us was something that will i will remember for a long time i think and it is a very active thing isn't it to it's an active word to set it's not passive Oh, no. <laughs> so you can't just become it's a, a Christian. It's a choice. Exactly. You can't just become a Christian and think, okay, now, now I'm, I've, I've I'm, set my I'm mind on the spirit. No, no, no. Every day you need to take that step and, okay, I'm going to set my mind on the things of the spirit. Like you were talking about in the run-up to the week, we each had, this time, had the decision, the the privilege of being able to choose whether to go or not. We we, we had to take that choice. Um that related to something I saw on a paper. Now I can't see what. Well, it is it is a choice, isn't it? Do you give yeah. in to the flesh and run away? Mm. Which nobody would have batted an eyelid. We'd have all understood um, because it, we knew it would be volatile. We knew it wasn't going to be fun. Um, and, and if you had any doubts that you were going to be able to cope with that, then... It's an abs- it was absolutely the right choice to make, to yeah, not, not go. It was totally understandable if, mm. if people weren't, weren't to be that. I think one person didn't go for risk of the other person being arrested and needing to take care of the kids. Exactly, <laughs> which was a wise decision <laughs> yeah. because we didn't know going into it. I mean, that was one of the things was, you know, we could be arrested for this. Yeah. Um, if it kicks off, if it gets ugly we we don't know Mm. so um yeah in their situation i think that was great wisdom um but for us or for me i felt like it was something the spirit was asking it was something that my flesh was not wanting to do um so it was challenging but actually once i got there it just felt like the Holy Spirit had come and prepared the ground before we went, and he was in it. And so it was such a visual um, demonstration. That's the word I'm looking for. It was a visual demonstration of these few verses 
being living, setting your minds on the things of the flesh, setting your minds on the things of the spirit, and and how it's a choice. But when you're obe- when you submit to the spirit, you can't explain it to somebody who's never been there. Yeah. But the peace and it was exciting <laughs> in a very strange way, wasn't I was, it? I was so tired afterwards. Yes, because Marching all your emotions yeah. have just led up, all week have led up to this, what, two hours? Yeah. Was it two hours we were out there? About two hours, yeah. And um, how challenging that was. So why can't those who set their minds on the things of flesh be in the presence of God? Um. Because God is holy, mm-hmm. and God is a, um, a holy. It's holiness that I think underpins this little section. These few verses um, is the challenge, isn't it? We, we're all called to holiness um, again. Which um, on Sunday I kind of said was the fear of the Lord. It's that awe of knowing that the God who created everything is asking us to take part in the plans and the purposes that he has on earth and if you've set your minds on the things of the flesh then you cannot come into the presence of a holy god you cannot Mm. and it's not that you can't let me get round to there. It's not that you can't come into the presence of the Holy God because there's a way to come into the presence of a Holy God through repentance and through forgiveness, mm. which is last week's passage, wasn't it? That, that God sent his son who died. Have you got it there? Yeah. Can you go back and just read that for us? Verse 2 or something? Uh, verse 3, by sending his son in his own likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. That's verse 4. Yep. So there's a way to come into, to submit to the spirit, to the law of the spirit and to come into the presence of God mm. through repentance but when you've hardened your heart, I mean, we hear the story of Pharaoh. He he hardened his heart to the point where God hardened his heart. He'd gone beyond where he could come back from. Yeah. God hardened his heart. We harden our hearts too. Mm-hmm. But graciously, the holy God has given us a way to come back through repentance, through the cross, mm. into his presence. But Paul is saying, if you've set your minds on the things of the flesh, you cannot submit to the law and you cannot come into his presence. Twice he says it. You cannot do that because you've committed your ways um, to go separately from God. So, Claire, being one of the church leaders, I imagine you and Dwayne have been talking about how can the church do more of this? Or what is this going to have? What effect is this going to have? on our church or, or how can we apply this? I w- yeah, and that's an interesting question because um, we have been talking about it, not quite from that angle, but um, certainly feeling that there's a sense every, it's, it's like God 
does a work in us and then cements it in and then takes us to the next step and then cements that in mm. to our core, to the very who we are, the very yeah. fundamental um, part of who we are. Um, and so, you know, we experienced that earlier when we did some teaching on, I first did our teaching on holiness. Um, certainly I felt like with COVID, we upped it a level. God was calling more of it, asking for more of us, more obedience, mm -hmm. taking it a step further. It felt dangerous. It felt terrifying. But multiple sentinels out on yeah, the yeah. knowing that there was nowhere else nowhere else we could go with this mm. and then with the whole cbr uk and standing for life in the just in the street literally in the marketplace yeah we're opposite norwich market mm. standing for life in the marketplace and really believing that that's what god's that's where god's taking us now it feels terrifying dangerous scary but at the same time, with all these steps, it's just felt r amazingly um, calm. That's where, that is where the joy of the Lord is. There's no other way to explain it. Mm. Um, it's not fun, but there is joy in the middle of it. There was joy afterwards with the four kilos of pizza as well. That there worked. certainly was. <laughs> that was a great way to finish um, a display. And Dave, if you ever hear this, um, do, every it time. do it again. <laughs> <laughs> tradition. Tradition's important. Way better than a coffee, I if feel. We, if we don't look tra to tradition, we never move forward. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's that God's calling us to, to holiness, upping our game, mm. again, challenging us that little bit further. Um, okay, you've come thus far. Are you willing to go the next step It's a us? lot. It's a lot about submission, isn't it? And... And submitting yourselves to the things of the spirit almost. And saying, yes, I'm going to submit to that call. And I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to commit. And I'm going to be involved with this. Because otherwise I'll get left behind. Yes. And I'm not going to be a part of what God is doing. It Which is a scary thought, isn't it, it in is. Norwich? If we want to be a part of what God is doing. And we believe this is what he's doing. And we've yeah. seen him work through this in, am in amazing ways. And it's a really... Um, I mean, whilst it's scary, the thought of, like you say, not being part of what God's doing is mm. worse. Yeah. So it's more important to be involved in the kingdom things that God's doing in this country. Um, at, at, and what a privilege. Yeah. We're a tiny group of nobodies. Mm. And to be able to stand along with Radical and Tough Talk and um, Charles and Vivian and the others that were there and just m make a difference yeah. in the city. Um, and it felt like a good difference, didn't mm. it? We, I, think, I think it's done a lot for that little community as well. Yes. Standing in the midst of adversity. I won't quite call it persecution, adversity. No. Um, and counter arguments and shouting and swearing, it really knits you together, doesn't it? Now, I'm not saying that's the only way to build community because that, that would be a very <laughs> disheartening way. Um, but it did really knit us together. And it was a great time afterwards, just kind of that release yes. <laughs> of all the kind of stress and worry. Um, and knowing that we were standing yeah. shoulder to shoulder with people we could trust. Yeah which was, was really brilliant. Um, and I think 
you know, sat- Satan is out to stop that happening. Yeah. He doesn't like it when it happens. Um, interesting that some things kicked off at church mm. after the service um, because Satan's not happy because we've upped our game mm. and because we've made a stand and have said um, that the fear of the Lord is more important to us as God's people here. Um, I think it's made him mad. We can see the repercussions of that. But the joy of the Lord and the peace and life that has come out of that mm. um, is worth everything. It's a tradition now, isn't it? Every summer we go through our reading see our, our reading session, our reading challenge, and uh, the devil doesn't like it when we spend time in God's word, let alone upping other ways we're, we're serving him and seeking his kingdom. Um, I think we do need to highlight some of the summer things we're doing yeah. real quick. Um, unless you've got anything else to to share. No, I, my only thought was, um, you know, something, just a few small verses from the middle of Romans were, that was written, you know, thousands of years About ago two, now. Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting how alive it was on the streets and mm. how it's still being played out in culture over and over again every Every generation mm. has its version of having to choose to um, set your minds on the things of the flesh or set your minds on the things of the yeah, spirit. Nothing new under the sun. And what a, a Paul, what I was trying to get across on Sunday was just how exciting it is to be able to partner with the spirit. Mm. And that for me was lived out mm. um, in in a small way, but in a very challenging way for us. Um, what a privilege and how exciting it, it is when you partner with the Spirit, when you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, take it seriously mm. and challenge yourselves to um, up your game. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Right, Claire, what is happening this week? We have got our movie night. We do. There's nothing in the park for the parents watching or parent watching um there's nothing in the p- nothing <laughs> in the park oh and uh, david and andy oh might yes. be watching as well actually having thought about that <laughs> cracking nothing in the park it is movie night i now beth and i aren't here no so we'll be driving back from cornwall we're doing movie night um it is the story of so if any of you have seen the film broken it was about unbroken unbroken sorry it was broken about would be a different very different <laughs> It was about... Louis Zamperini. Yeah, that's that's the name. I was going <laughs> to try and remember. Louis, Louis, Zam- Louis Zucchini. <laughs> um, it's about um, a man who was completely um, just challenged in the Second World War, wasn't he? He was tortured and... He was in the Air Force and his plane was shot down into the ocean and he spent weeks on this raft before he was captured by the Japanese and put into a Japanese prisoner of war camp tortured to to the extent of eating rice full of maggots and and things like that and this is his story of of conversion firstly it 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 dives into the depths he got into um post-war having come home and what he went through and it's yeah i won't go into it because you need to come watch the film it's a great film beth and i've watched it just to kind of 
test it out. <laughs> Just make sure it was suitable. To see if it's any good, essentially. Um, yeah, so come along. Uh, bring, bring snacks, bring a drink, um, bring your Coca-Cola or your 7-Up or your hot chocolate, whatever you want. Um, and, you know, sit on the couch. Yep, we move all the sofas up and try and make it as comfortable as we can um, so we can just enjoy a movie together. It's usually always a great night. Mm. Everyone has enjoyed the movie so far and we think this one won't disappoint. Yeah, and it's a great one to invite friends to as well. So invite your non-Christian friends and we believe that it can impact them. Um, is someone sharing? Yeah, Dwayne's going to round Dwayne, it up at the end. Yeah, Dwayne's going to bring the gospel and and highlight those aspects of the film. So it's a good one to bring friends to. And the next week of Romans 8 is next week. John Betts is sharing, I believe. I think he's, his um, one is titled Life in the Spirit. So come along for that, because if you miss one, then you've missed it all. Um, that's all I have to say about that. And you as well, apparently. Um, so it would seem. <laughs> Crack, <laughs> cracking. Um, so thank you for listening. We will catch you next week in our following episode of The Leftovers. Thank you so much for listening.